the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You wonder, you should wonder if you don't wonder, actually, at what point do universities lose their credibility? At what point does the media lose its credibility? There has to be a breaking point for most people. This should offer one example. The headlines in the Los Angeles Times and New York Times. I have the physical papers in front of me. We subscribe here. It's painful, but we do. So the New York Times is U.S. backs Israel as cause of blast remains disputed. Hmm. Remains disputed. The the evidence is rather overwhelming that Israel did not send a missile at a hospital. The evidence is overwhelming that it was in fact a an, a, an Islamic terrorist organization whose rocket did not detonate properly. Los Angeles Times. Dual, this is the front page, both cases. Dueling narratives fan conflict. Finger pointing ire as an anger. After Gaza hospital blast, highlight risk of wider, wider war. Well, here's a dueling narrative that the New York Times reported uh, in the 1930s. Dueling narrative. The Soviet Union is starving millions of Ukrainians to death deliberately. Ukrainians say they are, and Stalin says they're not. Right? Is that a dueling narrative in the 1930s, 1932, 33? By the way, you've got to think, in the many single years that were particularly awful in the 20th century, that was one of them. Hitler and the Nazis elected in Germany, or at least gained power, and the Ukrainian famine, Holodomor as they call it, their version of the Holocaust. If you read Red Famine, you understand what the Soviets did. You understand that starving to death is a form of torture. Starvation is torture. 
Waterboarding is terror. Starvation is torture. Dueling narratives. So you have a free society with various battles among its citizens and its news media, and you have a totalitarian state. If you deviate, we kill you, probably torture you first. There is no freedom of speech in Gaza. There is no freedom of press in Gaza. There is no freedom of assembly in Gaza. There's no freedom for any other religion other than Islam in Gaza. But dueling narratives. Well, I got to keep these headlines, you know. They're really, uh, I think I will. I'm going to keep the physical paper. And, and the New York Times is subtle, more subtle than the L.A. Times. U.S. backs Israel as cause of blast remains disputed. So, in other words, the, the United States is not backing Israel because what Israel claims is true. The United States is backing Israel because Israel is our ally. And the lowlifes, known as Hamas, the Nazis of our day, well, we don't back them, so... Did we just pledge a hundred million dollars to them? Is that is that correct? What to is the that? Palestinian aid. I know. Well, where is it going? The Palestinian aid. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, I mean that's not how they're phrasing phrasing it. That's not how they're phrasing it. Well, if the Hamas, if Hamas is not Palestinian, you are. Well, maybe it's going to you. Hundred million. Yeah, no, no. I also I don't know. A hundred million would help uh, the Estrin home and. You are, uh, you have deeper roots in uh, Palestine than they do. Yours go back 2,000 years, 3,000 years. By the way, in your case, it really is true because you are a descendant of Aaron. That's genetically provable because you're, you're a Kohen. You're a priest in uh, English terms in the Jewish religion. So, this is this is our media at this time. Ami Horowitz, Ami Horowitz apparently went. I didn't get to see it, but we're going to have him on. So, where did he go to the village, Greenwich Village, I think so, yeah. and in Manhattan? And he asked people if they support Hamas. Well, what was the actual question? Because it's hard to believe, even for me. I do, I, f- I do find that uh, a bit hard to believe, that people would acknowledge, that people do it. I mean, that people, it, it, it's, of course, it has nothing to do with Hamas. It has to do with, if you support Israel, for the left, that is supporting colonialism and apartheid and whites versus blacks and rich versus poor and strong versus weak. The left doesn't ask who is right, they ask, they ask who is white, <laughs> which is ironic because most Israelis or half of Israel is not white. They're, they're as white as the, as the average Palestinian, if you will. They're indistinguishable racially from most Palestinians. Hmm. Who is this latest? What are you with the New York Times? Yes. 
65 police injured in Berlin as pro-Palestinian activists riot set fires during banned protests. Well, you know my phrase, Germany is always wrong since Bismarck. A lot of individual fine, fine Germans, but Germany is always wrong is a fair guide to modern history. Angela Merkel led the crusade to enable millions of people from the Middle East, most of whom share none of the average Germans or average Europeans' values into Europe. And the I was a lone, pretty lonely voice uh, in, uh, in the West. I mean, there were voices like mine, clearly. I was not alone, but lonely. Because you sounded like you were mean-spirited if you said what I said. They're bringing in, for the most part, alien values to Western civilization. Among them, hatred of Jews. I mean, genocidal hatred of Jews. And I can't say that Angela Merkel was a regular listener to my show. She should have been. So now, here are the consequences. You know my guideline, one of my guidelines, I have many. The moment you ask, what is the price, you become someone who has left the left. The left does not ask because they're children. Among the many awful virtues of leftists is that they are immature. This doesn't bother them because they never think in terms of maturity. But it's a fact. When you don't ask what is the price, you do what feels good at the moment. That is what children do. It feels good. The candy bar feels good at the moment. It felt good to bring in all of these people. Ah, I am virtuous. That's what's called virtue signaling. By the way, the signaling is not just to others. It is to oneself. People like to feel good about themselves, and nobody has mastered that art greater than people on the left. That's why they developed the self-esteem movement, because they are into self-esteem for themselves. Chaos in Berlin, 65 police officers injured as pro-Palestine activists riot and set fires during banned protests. Now, why are they setting fire to parts of the country that extended a staggering goodness to them by letting them in? Because, like the left, they're ingrates. That's why. We'll be back. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate 
appreciate more than gold and silver? What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mention him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Chaos erupted in Berlin, leaving dozens of police officers injured as pro-Palestinian protesters took to the streets of the German capital in defiance of the local ban on such demonstrations over concerns of anti-Semitism. Let's see, so some uh, Jewish homes in Berlin had a Jewish star painted on their uh, door, just as in the Nazi era, a Jew lives here. The ability of people to deny evil is almost infinite. The pro-Palestinian crowd supports evil. Does it make them evil? God will judge. It doesn't matter. They support evil. Many of them are evil. Protests were held throughout Germany following the explosion at a hospital in Gaza. You can thank the Western media in large measure, for this. Because they took the Palestinian, they took the Gaza, they took the Hamas report immediately. Because Hamas is known as dedicated to truth. Al-Haqiqa. The truth in Arabic. Which international media initially blamed on Israel without evidence. Evidence, evidence. Hamas said it. Why isn't that enough? In the Berlin borough of Neukölln, or Neukölln, hundreds of pro-Palestinian activists gathered despite the city's ban on anti-Israel protests. The demonstrations devolved. Isn't it, I mean, when you think about it, how ironic, how, how, how really sad this is. 80 years after Auschwitz, you have anti-Jewish riots in Berlin. Yeah, it's really something. On Wednesday, protests were held throughout Germany. In the Berlin borough, hundreds of pro-Palestinian activists gathered the demonstration devolved into violence and rioting. That's right. We believe Hamas about Israel. We want to destroy Israel. Therefore, we will burn parts of Berlin. Get it? Isn't the logic impeccable? Isn't the moral logic impeccable? The West does not understand, the vast majority of people living in the West do not understand that anti-Semitism is the first blow against them. They don't. They didn't understand it with Hitler. Hitler was dismissed as the Jews' problem. Hamas is dismissed as the Jews' problem. Well, let's see. How many people died in World War II in large measure because Hitler and the Nazis were dismissed as the Jews' problem? There were 100 million. Does the 100 million include the Pacific Theater? Yeah, I'm not sure 100 million is. 
Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. I believe it is accurate. Anyway, take a look. How many people? How many civilians died during World War II? And ha- how? And break it up into Europe and uh, and the Pacific Theater. Maybe hundred million includes the the victims of communism directly. So I I, I want to give you the accurate number. Let's put it this way: if if non-Jews who constitute the vast majority of the Western world, understood Jew hatred, then they would save their own lives. Dismissing Jew hatred as the Jew's problem is stupid. Really stupid. The total death is generally regarded between 75 and 85 million. The total death in World War II? Yeah. 75 and 80 million. 70 to 85. 70 to 85 million. Right. So we have to figure out, though, what is attributable to Stalin alone uh, to uh, come up with the Hitler-induced deaths. But it's tens of millions of of non-Jews, in addition, obviously, to the Holocaust. Yeah, that's what they did. So when a handful of people said, you know, importing these people from the Middle East may be uh, injurious to our civilization. They were called racists and Islamophobes by the, you fill in the word now, by the dash left. Okay, I gave you time. The answer is the word entire. The entire left dismissed anyone who said maybe these people are bringing despicable, hateful, genocidal, murderous values into Europe as Islamophobic. Isn't that funny? Islamophobic. The left is always wrong in, in a way that makes Germany look angelic. The left ruins everything. This is an example. These are not indigenous Germans, if you will, since the left loves the word indigenous. These are people who came in from the Middle East. These are overwhelmingly Muslims. Not all Muslims, but overwhelmingly Muslims. The demonstration devolved into violence and rioting with local police reporting that the demonstrators attacked officers with stones, bottles, and makeshift pyrotechnic missiles. According to the Berlin police, 174 people were arrested at the banned protest and 65 police officers were injured during the rioting that lasted until the early hours of Thursday. So you could thank the whole left for bringing these people in and the left-wing media for promoting a lie. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. 
This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. It will not ever be able to be said if the United States does decline from within. It will never be able to be said that books telling the truth about what is happening at the time, what happened at the time, if you will, were not published. And I am happy to bring to you, well, happy is actually not fully true. I wish the book didn't have to be written. But one of the greatest crusaders for free speech in the country, Greg Lukianov, and his co-author, Ricky Schlott, have written the book, The Canceling of the American Mind. Cancel culture undermines trust and threatens us all, but there is a solution. I have Greg, Greg Lukianoff on the line. He is the head of FIRE. FIRE is the Foundation for Individual Rights. And as it says here correctly, one of the country's most passionate defenders of free expression. So, Greg... I'm curious, do you think, well, I'll put it in a different way. What is the most recent time in your life that you if you would have thought, what? why would I write a book about cancel culture? Because it seems to have invaded us rapidly. Is that, is that, yeah. is that correct? Well, I mean, a part of our definition is, is that something strange got much worse around 2014. So we're trying to give a historical um, a, a explanation of cancel culture. And we talk about the uptick in campaigns to get people fired that was really noticeable in 2014 and went off the rails in 2017 and, and 2020. Sort of a private policing of speech that got incredibly intense. And nonetheless, people there are still people out there trying to claim it isn't even real, which is, of course with a book uh, teach, shows how you don't have to listen to those people anymore. And if you have, and by the way, if you have cousins, friends, et cetera, um, who actually tried to argue to you that cancel culture is a hoax or not real, um, this book makes a perfect stocking stuffer. Yes. A happy stocking stuffer, I might add. <laughs> so my theory, and I tell every guest I have, it is not only permissible, it is welcome to differ with me. I want, I want to hone my own thinking. My take is, because my field of study at the Russian Institute of Columbia was communism, I learned Russian to read Pravda, I went to communist countries regularly, and so I started a lifetime study of the left. I don't know of an instance where the left, and I every day I distinguish between left and liberal. Liberals do yeah. welcome free speech. Leftists do not. But wherever the left takes over, a university or a country, it's, it stifles free speech. Is that a fair statement? Historically, I can't speak to all the history, but certainly that's what happened on campus. Um, the I, I talk about the free speech movement of 1964, 
immediately followed by the anti-free speech movement of 1965, started by Herbert Marcuse, you know, someone who gets treated like he's this great intellectual hero. Uh, he was considered the new guru of the left. He, he, was, he was a Marxist. Uh, and his argument wasn't more sophisticated than good people like me should have free speech. But and, and he literally like I forgot that he literally just calls out con so-called conservatives and so-called right uh, regressives um, as people who shouldn't have free speech rights. Because if we want to be truly free, the, the language that only a totalitarian you know, could, could find themselves saying, we need greater government power to suppress the regressive voices out there. And in the, and this was written in 1965. There were people who really thought it was true. Thankfully, the liberal left w was better on freedom of speech. And this, by the time Marcuse died, this, this was considered kind of a, like a fringy thing. But to, to in a very real sense, and we make the point in the book, his philosophy has won on campus. And, and it's, it's very dangerous for everyone, really. It's one of the points we're trying to make. Because even if you think you will never be canceled by cancel culture or have any risk of being canceled, Cancel culture destroys the uh, production of ideas on campus, because if you can't disagree, if you can't actually, you know, engage in thought experimentation, devil's advocacy, um, all of these things, you're going to not produce very convincing ideas and you're just going to go along to get along. What is the percentage, according to Pew, who, of young people in America who say, I believe in free speech, but not for hate speech? Is it 45 percent? Are you familiar with that poll? Uh, there's a lot of polls on that, and particularly for younger people, particularly for left-leaning younger people, it's bad. Um, All right, uh, hold it there. Hold it there because I want to promote your book. <laughs> you'll, will you allow me? Absolutely. I would love you know, that. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Canceling of the American Mind by a man who's devoted his life to free speech, Greg Lukianoff and Ricky Schlott. I want to announce the co-author as well. The book is up at DennisPrager.com, The Canceling of the American Mind. The Dennis Prager Show. I have Greg Lukianoff back. He actually thought I ended the interview. He and he explained to me off the air. He's so he's so in the world of podcasts. He forgot that there's commercial radio. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of listeners. In fact, hi everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was saying while you were off the air, but you, you heard some of it, uh, that yeah. you, I am a, an example of exactly what you wrote on page 87, how COVID cancel culture undermined faith and expertise. Yes, I, I, don't know, I don't know when it will recover, but why don't you expound on that for a moment? Sure, and I can actually do, you do it by a, a different example. Um, the Carol Hooven, you know, at Harvard, she got forced out of her job um, after a campaign led by a DEI administrator, but then also, you know, students that they like, you know, collaborating along um, uh, because she went on Fox News to explain that biological sex is real. She said it, by the way, in a very uh, compassionate way. She said we should be nice to trans people. She even said they should use the pronouns, which, of course, as a First Amendment lawyer, I'm like, well, you can't force people to do that. But nonetheless, she was still targeted um, and she actually left because she got suicidally depressed like um and he, here's what i have to say about kind of like how this destroys faith and expertise the public isn't stupid and if suddenly every other expert starts saying oh by the way biological sex isn't real you have you, you immediately go to but wait a second the last person who said that it is real which we all know it is real um the 
got canceled. So I can't trust your opinion on any of this stuff. And and it's amazing. Back to COVID, it was like the lab leak theory. Um, the fact that people in April of 2020, when someone proposed the lab leak theory, even earlier, immediately jumped on that, that person and tried to get them canceled for saying that uh, was one of those things where it destroyed trust and expertise because everyone knew we hadn't done an investigation of China. We, we, we haven't been let into the lab. There, nobody knows this for sure. But definitely one thing I know is you uh, on Twitter or you at the university does not know this either. But you're acting like you're dead certain that it can't possibly be a lab link. That, that by itself destroys credibility. Then when the people end up being right, like Jennifer Say, who got canceled at, at Levi at Jeans for saying that uh, shutting down schools was going to be devastating for kids, particularly for underprivileged kids, she's now proven that now her opinion is considered, you know, like the everyone agrees on that, but she's not uncanceled. People, people don't even remember why they didn't like her in the first place. So I think we've destroyed faith and expertise, faith in um, institutions, because of uh, largely because of cancel culture the book is really important the canceling of the american mind so i'll have to uh i'll i'll, I'll have to forgive you <laughs> and have you on again because the book is simply too important and remember we do have commercial breaks on radio <laughs> It's, we should now tell all our guests, I realize it in advance. All right, thank you. It's a great book. Thank it's, you, a, it's up at DennisPrager.com, The Canceling of the American Mind. Thank you. Take care. Right. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. All right, everybody, I'd like you to hear conservative Canadian candidate. Uh, what is the guy's name? Pierre Poly, Poly, let's see, Polievre. Pierre Polievre. Or Polivre. That's probably right. Poilievre. It's P-O-I-Pois. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know French. So, Poilievre. Pierre Poilievre casually eats an apple while a reporter attempts to gaslight him. <laughs> He's the candidate for the prime minister, the conservative candidate. Isn't that interesting? So in England, we have someone from an Asian background who is a true conservative. Uh, and and in, uh, in Canada, we have a French-Canadian, a true conservative. You know, it, the... Uh, 
the left has is losing every thoughtful uh, non person from the non anglo background but of course just as people from anglo background massive number are not thoughtful so it is the other way but they there is no assumption any longer that if you meet a and then fill in the minority status you have met a leftist anyway here he, here he is so the conservative canadian candidate with a left wing reporter go ahead on the on the topic i mean in terms of your sort of strategy currently you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway um, what does that mean <laughs> well appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels i would guess um, I mean, certainly, you mean certainly, you, you certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know, this and that, right wing, you know, I mean, it's that, that type I of ideological stuff. I don't know where to talk about left wing. Anyways, a lot I don't of people, really believe in that. Okay. A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but... <laughs> Like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but... Well, you're uh, the one who asked the question, so yeah. probably you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, not, not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also... About? What page? What page? Give me, okay. page. Give me the page. In terms, in terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically, in terms of uh, Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this, I mean, you you, you make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what you're. Okay. I hope you heard that. It was priceless. While he's eating an apple, he's a good-looking guy. I hope he becomes emperor of Canada. By the way, had it been a woman and I have said, she's a good-looking woman, there's no question that the, the left would have spoken of my sexism. But if I describe a guy as a good-looking guy, that, 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 that's fine. Everything about the left is despicable. Everything. That reporter was despicable. Well, you take a page out of Donald Trump's book. Okay, what page? People say you're like Donald Trump. What people? Because he describes uh, Justin Trudeau as left-wing? That's a page out of Donald Trump's book? And he see, here's the amazing thing. There is no self-awareness on the left. You, the conservative candidate for prime minister of Canada... You appeal to people's emotions, right? That was what he defined as populism. I don't, right? When I say you sound like Donald Trump, I'm not speaking emotionally. The, 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 the superficiality, the intellectual superficiality of all those on the left is often unremarked, goes, un, goes unremarked. Because people understand that they are uh, amoral, 
and often immoral, but they don't realize the intellectual shallowness that permeates the left. I did when I was at Columbia. My professors at the Middle East Institute, I was at two institutes, Russian and Middle East, and my professors were knowledgeable and often nice people. But the shallowness of their understanding of the Middle East blew my mind, and I was 21 years old, 22 years old, 23 years old. You really think the Middle East dispute is about land? You've devoted your life to studying Arabic and studying the Arab nations of the Middle East, and you think that the Arab-Israeli dispute, it was not known then as Palestinian-Israeli, that came later. The Arab-Israeli dispute is about land, not about religion. You're an ignorant teacher. I knew it then. They, The left thinks that others think like they do. They're secular, so they assume that the Middle East is secular or the dispute is secular. It's an intellectually vapid world, the world of the left. The Tanahisi Coates, Ibram X. Kendi, and uh, to name two of their heroes, uh, the black issue. You know what is interesting? Everybody listening, even if you're not conservative, knows of left of right-wing intellectuals. Name a left-wing intellectual who is considered particularly intelligent, like, let's say, Jordan Peterson on the right. Name, name one. No, no, I'm not kidding. Can you name one? If you're asking me, it's different than if you ask a leftist. Ask a leftist. Imagine you're a leftist. I'm, this is not a challenge. It's, I am curious. Who is their Jordan Peterson? Who is their Victor Davis Hanson? Okay. Okay, Tanahisi Coates and Ibram X. Kendi. Okay, Cornell West. Well, all right. So you're naming three. So they're all, all the all the leading intellectuals are black. Or maybe it may well be. I'm just curious. But they're all known for their for their stances. Jordan Peterson, and I mean, if you name the the best known uh, conservative intellectuals, okay, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. Victor Davis Hanson, I guess I would be included there. Larry Elder. Uh, I mean, there are so many. I'm just naming a handful. We talk about every issue. Ibram X. Kendi and Ta-Nehisi Coates are, 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 are one, one idea. America's racist. That's the only idea. Okay, it's the only idea. No, no. Okay. I don't want to get bogged down. I want to know who has the stature of intellectual thought on the left that the names I gave have on the right. Not to mention Tom Sowell. It, it, name me a left-wing Tom Sowell, a left-wing Jordan Peterson, etc. Go through the list. I don't, I don't know. In, in any event, it's an intellectually shallow world. That reporter was a, a nincompoop, a nincompoop. He, he, was, he was indistinguishable from in artificial intelligence. See, the, you could have had an artificial intelligence robot 
ask those questions. Well, you took a page out of Donald Trump's book. You're a populist like Donald Trump. That artificial intelligence can come up with. The responses of the conservative were human. Really? What page did I take out? Really? Who are the people who are saying that? Since you're saying people are saying that. To call Justin Trudeau a left-winger is populist. He's not a left-winger. The man who profoundly admires Fidel Castro. The man who was prepared to order banks to shut down the accounts of striking truckers who refused to be forced to take an, uh, uh, an ineffective vaccine, a dangerous vaccine? Oh, he's not a left-winger? Yesterday I was on Megyn Kelly, Washington Examiner, at a nice featured article on the appearance and noted that I said that the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, which was founded to fight anti-Semitism, has probably uh, in increased anti-Semitism more than it has decreased it. The ADL is just another left-wing group. And here's a little interesting proof. Here's from the ADL. Listen to the headline. Fringe left groups express support for Hamas's invasion and brutal attacks in Israel. They're so left-wing at the ADL that they have to confront an, an issue. You'll find this insight interesting. What are they? What is? What is a left-wing organization like the ADL? What What is it going to do with the fact that so many leftist organizations support the annihilation of the Jews of Israel? Because it's a Jewish group, supposedly the ADL. So they have a cognitive dissonance. The left is despicable. They're on the left. So what, what do they do? Ah, they've come up with the word, fringe. So I looked up, okay, may, look, there's such a thing. Maybe there's some cuckoo, cockeyed group I never heard of on the left, and they're the only ones supporting Hamas. So you read it from the ADL, which is a, a destructive organization, unfortunately. It actually hurts Jews more than it helps them. And uh, so listen to this. Some fringe left groups, oh my God, not even all fringe left groups. Can the ADL name one fringe left groups that is pro-Israel? If the whole report is dishonest. Some fringe left groups are aligning with anti-Zionist organizations in the wake of Hamas's attack on Israel. That's an anodyne way of describing it, attack on Israel. The wiping out of Jews. By expressing support for Hamas's atrocities, okay, that's a good word, in the name of resistance and liberation, quote-unquote. The Party for Socialism and Liberation, I admit that's probably a fringe group. The World Workers Party, sounds like just a communist group. But now listen, chapters of the Democratic Socialists for America. Oh. Democratic Socialists for America is a fringe left group? Isn't it mainstream left group? Well, AOC is, it, it, is, is AOC in it? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. 
Here's another fringe left group. Chapter Independent chapters of Black Lives Matter. Notice they don't want to say Black Lives Matter. Just independent chapters. Because for the ADL, the thought of attacking Black Lives Matter causes them to choke. This is such a giveaway, this piece. There, but there are Jews who still believe the ADL helps them. Because most people don't think clearly. These groups are also helping to organize. I'm just curious, uh, ADL. Independent chapters of Black Lives Matter? Okay, can you name an independent chapter of Black Lives Matter that's pro-Israel? Yeah, it bothers the ADL to even have to list Black Lives Matter, which is another despicable organization. By the way, the left loves the, uh, loves, that, it's not a fringe group. Black Lives Matter is mainstream left. I know because I am routinely attacked for attacking Black Lives Matter, like I'm attacking kind, fine, peace-loving, morality-loving, freedom-loving people. Okay. Well, I just thought I would bring that to your attention. It is a, it is an important thing. While we're talking about the Middle East, this is from the Stanford Review. Stanford students promote terrorism. Did you happen to see that one? I stayed awake late last night to read the reports of Israelis being ruthlessly murdered in Hamas's surprise attack on Israel soon after I woke up this morning. This is written by Julia Steinberg, a student at Stanford. Maybe we should have her on. Let's find out what's happening at Stanford, you know? Stanford Review, I assume, is the conservative uh, publication at, uh, at Stanford. Let's see here. I texted my father that I was not excited to be a Jew on Stanford's campus today. Let's have her on. This is the, these are important people to, to speak to. Even when typing these words, I had no idea what was coming. This morning, let's see, what's the date on this thing? 7 October, the bad day. This morning at Old Union... One of the most popular gathering places on campus, anonymous students hung up a banner stating the Israeli occupation is nothing but an illusion of dust. I don't even understand that, do you? It sounds like it's it's not real. It's an illusion of dust. Oh well. On Instagram, my classmates posted a photo of the banner in support. One even wrote, every martyr that fought today and in every moment against the occupation is so deep in my heart. May the freedom of Palestine be something we get to see in our lives with our own eyes. Also on Instagram, my classmates posted infographics declaring that, quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. My classmates asked their followers, do you support decolonization as an abstract academic theory or as a tangible event? Decolonization. So Israel, by definition, is a colonial regime. If you deny that the uh, pro-Palestinian groups and many Palestinians want Israel destroyed and see the Jews there murdered, you have decided to believe a lie 
to tell yourself a lie. This is just another of the many, many examples of the uselessness of the conscience. People lie to themselves and then they sleep well at night. Back in a moment. And let's see, how are we doing with Ami Horowitz? Is it phone? Is it, uh, he's on the phone. I am with the Ami Horowitz, ladies and gentlemen. This is not merely Ami Horowitz, who puts out some of the most important videos available in our time. He asks people the questions they need to be asked, and he videos it. He has gone around the world. He has actually crossed the Mediterranean with refugees from the Middle East going into Europe. It's... uh, his life is an adventure. Ami Horowitz alternates L.A. and New York. He's in New York right now, and he has a new video. Let's hear the beginning of the new video, which you could uh, hear at, uh, at our website or at uh, his, amihorowitz.com. He, he asks folks in Manhattan about, well, you'll hear. Go ahead. Does Hamas have the moral high ground here? I feel like Hamas are just defending themselves. Anami Horowitz, digital show. Anami Horowitz and Hamas committed a brutal, vicious, unprovoked attack against Israel where they indiscriminately killed women, children, and the elderly. The whole world understands the brutality of this attack, right? Well, I'm here in the East Village, woke capital of New York, to ask people on the left what they think. Their attack on Israel was justified? Um, obviously, just the cause and effect of, of oppression. You understand why they would do what Hamas would do what they did? Um, yeah. It's just as if, if we were bombed, if we were bombed in America, you know, you want to you, you retaliate. If you have someone, if, if you have families that are dying around you, obviously you want revenge. Does Hamas have the moral high ground here? I feel like Hamas are just defending themselves from years and years of oppression and looking around living through the rumbles and I feel like it's just justified and they're traumatized. Yeah, I, a lot of my friends kind of side with Israel, but I I feel like there's more than one side to this. I wouldn't say the attacks are fully unjustified. I'm on the side of Palestine. The Israeli government has kind of been kind of brutalized about Palestinians, so I understand why they try and fight back. Do you understand why Hamas would strike against Israel? Yeah, obviously. I feel like, to me, it seems pretty obvious if you think about any any other situation like this. I understand where they're coming from, and I understand why they're doing what they're doing. I understand why Palestine, like, struck back, because it obviously, like, sucks, like, watching your... Okay, we got the idea, so I'm going to go to Ami Horowitz. Ami, my first question... Uh, which I often ask you, is you went out, so I, I'm going to speak to some left-wing New Yorkers in the East Village. So uh, did you pick them knowing they were left? out of 30. 20, oh, yes. So I pick. look, I, I chose East Village because East Village, like I said in the introduction, is kind of where the leftists reside in Manhattan. So the Upper West Side where I live, it's mostly liberals. But the East Village, also parts of Brooklyn, very leftist. So I self-selected the leftist. And, you know, you always say, Ami, did you cherry pick? What are the numbers? So I actually put it in the video at the end, 28 
out of 30 people that I spoke to justified the attacks on Israel by Hamas. 28 out of 30. And this was not even, this was done a couple of days after the attack. So there wasn't even the excuse of Israel bombing Gaza that you see the, the, the liberal media starting to, to use as justification. But this was all you had was the naked brutality of Hamas to look at. And what this is, Dennis, essentially is the intersectional partnership at its most base and its most despicable. This is the natural extension of what that intersectional partnership looks like when it comes to this. It's interesting that the way they phrase all of this, like the guy who said there are two sides, <laughs> it's so it so betrays not thinking the issue through. There were two sides in World War II. There were two sides in the U.S. Civil War. What does the statement there were two sides mean? No, what he means to say is that uh, that there's a just. That oh no, I know what he means to say, but 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 um, I know that. But there were people who could have said that in the Civil War. There's the side. The South has its arguments, and the North has its arguments. And like the Civil War, there were people who were evil who took the side of slavery. Yes. And and in this case, as as crazy as it sounds, there are people not in, not not people in in Amman or in Istanbul or right, in Riyadh. Right, but in Manhattan. We'll be back in a moment. Manhattan. you got to see the video. I'll tell you how when we come back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. <laughs> my guest is, is laughing because I assume because you've heard that often, but never in person. And it's amazing. This is bucket list for me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very touched. Thank you. Her name is Alexandra Locke, and she has a story that I want to share with you because I'd like others to embark on the mission that she did. So I have been telling people who are afraid and totally understandably afraid of, of coming out as conservative because they're afraid what it will do to them, their name, their business, even be fired from their jobs. So you run a business, a jewelry business, HRH, Her Royal Highness. Yes, I do. And when 
Well, I'll even proceed that. Did Was it a debate within you whether to come out? Oh, absolutely. I was afraid to lose more than 50% of my, my business if I did because 50% probably wouldn't agree with me. And I built this entire business by myself from the ground up, so it was a huge risk. But I remember I was listening to you during COVID, and you specifically said, it was during the lockdowns, actually, you said, right now, if you have a platform or a following of any kind, it's time to speak up, and you will be greatly rewarded. You said those exact words, and then I thought, I trust him so much, and I spoke to God, and you were right. My business has grown so much since I came out, since I spoke out, and it's all because of your words. Mm, so. I'm, very, I'm very touched, and I'm very happy. And when I said greatly rewarded, I meant in a, in a human sense that God rewards goodness, I believe deeply, but I, it doesn't always happen in this you world. Said, yeah, you did say because it's the right thing to do. Ah, okay. So, sorry, I didn't add that. Yeah, well, that's the the number one. But also, there is a built-in reward. Mm -hmm. This I know I've said often because it's logical and therefore true. If you hide who you are, how will you meet kindred spirits? You you are hiding from the left, totally understandably, but you're also hiding from the right. Yeah, true. As a business owner, it's a big risk because you want business from both sides, right? That, of course, so, of course. But when you said, for some reason, Dennis, when you said you'll be greatly rewarded, I took it in the right thing to do and a financial reward, and it was. That's and fascinating. I know. Well, so did you lose? But you did you lose clients? It didn't matter because I gained. No, tenfold. I know. I, I, I full, I'm just curious um, though. Do you know of clients that you lost? Oh, probably. Yeah, I would get emails and never buying from you again. You're a crazy. Ma- um, you don't wear a mask. Uh, you don't believe in the lockdowns. You're irresponsible. This and that. But I don't. It didn't matter because other people purchased and supported. No, I. I uh, that's clear. Mm-hmm. I just love to know what they're angry about. They were angry about the fact that you publicly didn't wear a mask. That I talked about it, and I said, why don't you guys open your eyes? And this is, wearing a mask doesn't do anything. Staying inside and being locked down is not going to do anything. Um, you know, use your use your brain. I mean, six, staying six feet apart is ridiculous. You're still going to catch it if you catch it. Um, you can't live life lo- locked indoors. Like, our society will be destroyed if we do that. Oh, just think about it a little bit. Um, and they were really, really pissed about that. Really, really mad. So mad. <laughs> so mad. It's unbelievable. But it made me want to, want to talk more. So here is the interesting thing. You, you, you don't know the answer, and I don't know the answer. Uh-huh. But it is interesting. Now that we know the amount of destruction it has wreaked in the lives of children, these despicable lockdowns of schools, uh-huh. do the people on the left still admire teachers' unions? I, I'm so curious... Is, is there any level of destruction the left can engage in that would have the average left, leftist rethink his or her position? I don't think so. And I think they're getting worse with, um, you know, the trans thing inside, you know, in schools and, you know, the pushing the crazy LGBTQIA plus agenda in schools. I mean, they just won't stop at anything. So they just constantly want to destroy and they want to destroy because they want to control to be able to get your vote. 
that's what it all comes down to, to securing your vote. What was the first thing you came out publicly with? Uh, the lockdowns and the crazy masking. So what did you say? Uh, I and where was it? On, on what uh, on, on what YouTube. Medium? I have a YouTube channel. YouTube? Called HRH Collection. And I'm a little bit, I'm crazy outspoken on, on, on there. I do rants. And my delivery is different than the normal conservative is. I kind of you know, do I yell a little bit and I'm a little bit more eccentric on there, which catches people's attention. And I'm able to speak to people um, who normally are not reachable, you know, may, a lot of left, a lot of gays. They, a lot of people have kind of woken up because of my rants, like they say, and my views, because I'm able to attract them with how I, del- I with my delivery, my unique delivery. <laughs> It's really unique. Yeah, I, I <laughs> not do. for everyone. Now, now I really have to watch I, it. You I, might not like me, Dennis, uh, <laughs> after that. It's a little crazy. But it does, It you know, it touches a lot of people and it does change the amount. And of, are you still doing it? Yeah, of course. About everything. What, what's your latest uh, issue? I talk about body positivity. I talk about trans. I talk about wokeness. I talk about just anything that kind of bothers me. The destructive, basically how the left destroys and wants to ruin your life. And wants you to be unhappy. And it's all because they want your vote. That's all it is. And oh, they keep no, you oh, down. I, it's, it's beyond that, in my yeah. opinion. The unhappy often, not all, don't like the happy. They're jealous of it. So, that's right. And they want you to, they want you to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. Has anybody ever gone to the left, I don't mean liberal, left, and become happier? No. Or kinder? I, no, I really don't think it's so. Hard. It's almost impossible to imagine. And I do, I have several people in my head who I'm thinking of that. And no, they're all more miserable, for sure. Did, is, is your whole extended family conservative? They are. They are, yes. Where are they from? Um, Greece and the States. And where in the States? Orange County, originally. Born yeah, in L.A. Right, when Orange County was, in fact, reliably conservative. I know, can you believe it? It is hard to they believe, They always say actually. they are dying to become L.A. Oh, that, well, it, they, they literally wanna, dying. They want to become L.A. so bad, letting the homeless in. It's uh-huh. just the same crap. It's so sad. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. That's why I'm quiet. Because L.A. They, is cool. They're dying to become L.A. I know. L.A. is cool? They think L.A. is so cool. You know, we want to be like L.A. That's what it is. And also, it's a new generation, and the parents are weak. That's correct. So I had asked you, as I do everybody, male, female, uh, are you married? You said you are. You said you're pregnant. Yes. And when do you, if I may ask, when is the due date? May. So I'm still kind of early. We're at about right. 10 weeks. So. How are you feeling, by the way? First trimester, kind of sick. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I recall it yeah. from my own children. But yeah. First trimester is rough. It is. Then it gets easy, tempts you into thinking it'll be easy till the <laughs> end, but the, it doesn't happen. That's in what the, I've heard. Right, exactly. So, how did you meet your present? Well, not present. How did you meet your husband? Yeah, my actually. So that's true. My husband. Um, also, a testament to you and your words, Dennis. Seriously, I mean, you've been in my life for so long. Um, you told us you should cast a big net by going on online dating, whatever you can. So I totally did that. I listened to you, but I also went into Facebook and looked for conservatives in my area because I thought, why not? Why not go into Facebook groups and look at guys who I might think are attractive or how whatever I like about them 
and talk to them. And I did because of you. Um, and I met a, a guy in um, my new husband, Jason, in L.A., and he was in a conservative group in face on Facebook. And we just started talking, and basically that's how I met him. So I think that's really good advice, too, is, you know, single people out there, to go to Facebook and go on to your groups and, like, a group that you would like. Say you're, like, fishing in L.A. What was this group? Do you remember? <laughs> Trump's. Uh, conservatives for Trump in L.A., of course. So what was the ratio of men to women in that all, group? All men, very few women. Yeah, boy. Uh, so that's really a ripe picking for a I, conservative woman. It is. Woman. It was. And he was, I just saw his comments. He was so funny, so witty, and... I basically fell in love with him because of that. He's just the most hilarious personality and very smart. And yeah, I met him on there. I met my husband on Facebook because of a group. I love it. Yeah. We'll be back in a, we'll be back in a moment. How do people contact you? Um, you can go to my website, shophrh.co, where we hand make all our jewelry in LA. Well, just now Orange County. But. Shophrh.co. Correct. Back in a moment. With Alexandra Locke, I'm Dennis Prager. So, I have a remarkable young woman, Alexandra Locke, a.k.a. Pierce. <laughs> yeah. How long are you married, by the way? Um, since June, so not, oh. not too long. But I was married before. Right, um, so I, I gathered that only because when I said present and I changed my I, to tune, yeah. and you reacted that yes. these indeed the present. So uh, I, I, I want to tell everybody once again, you decided I, during COVID, mm -hmm. during the lockdowns, yes. to come out of the, out of the closet, as it were, and even though it was a real risk to your jewelry business, yes, and it turned out that you exponentially increased your business yes well you you really were rewarded for doing the right thing which i'm very happy about then you so everything you really embody what i've been preaching well i listen to you i don't know i just i listen to you and i trust you and i don't think i would have i think i would have take it would have taken me a lot longer to come out um had i not heard those words from you that day but things were just getting so crazy with all the lockdowns and things. Well, not only that, when you when you come out of the closet, you not only meet kindred spirits, which is essential to a happy life. You are you sleep better, because when you have to stifle who you are, okay. out of fear that people will trample you, it is a terrible price to pay. And the amount of people that DM me and email me about how I've changed changed their life by waking them up, as we say. Is it's it feels it feels so good. It's very rewarding to know that you're helping people. Yes, of course. You imagine how I feel. Yeah, that's right. I'm uh, sure that, you get yes. Of well, and I, I get the other two, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's an, that the, that Those other part is inevitable. Uh, so again, you met your husband by joining a conservative Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, I don't understand. Maybe you can help me. The number of single women who want to meet a good man and won't go on a single site. I know. And, and I, their arguments don't make sense to me. And I, I, I say to myself, Dennis, what are you missing? I, 
because what is the downside of going on these sites? Well, what I think that they're doing wrong and is something that I think will help weed out the the idiots or whatever the people you don't want is to be very upfront on your profile of what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. Just be honest. Exactly. That's what you have to do right away because so that you will disqualify. Exactly. That's right. And then you can then you'll have the honest pool of the ones to choose from. So then the date the dates you'll go on will be probably more real dates. I have told women and men for that matter, say you like me. Yeah. That that alone is the kiss of Dracula. Yeah. Exactly. It's that easy, right? <laughs> it's that easy. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean when I met my husband, I actually reached out to him because I was looking. So I reached out to him and started talking to him. He he initiated the date, but I started talking to him. So you can talk to them and tell them, you know, you can initiate. It's nice if they set the date up, but Yes, that that's a good. Well, of so there's course, only, you have to uh, cast yes. a big net. You have to try the, different yes. things. I, I when people say to me, I feel like, what am I missing? Is, is it because this is not my generation? But then I think it has nothing to do with generation. It has to do with numbers. Yeah, numbers. If you can meet a thousand people or four at a bar, aren't your chances better if you can meet a thousand? I, I don't understand exactly. why that's not logical. And then you can immediately weed out the ones you don't want by just being honest of what you're looking for yes, and what you're not looking for that's right yeah for me it was no liberals <laughs> yes no that, that's Literally. fine so by the way in light of that isn't that funny because i didn't even know that our conversation might even go there so i, I did you i don't know if you, you wouldn't have heard you were probably coming up from the from uh, the parking lot yeah but i, I, I somebody sent me because i it's, it's it is from june it is from four months ago and somebody sent me a piece from fox news that a TikTok uh, video has gone viral of a woman saying, "The all the masculine men I meet are conservative." That's so true, though. Tell 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 us as a woman why mm-hmm. you think that's true. Oh my gosh, um, because I think that weak men. Oh gosh, this is hard. You're putting me on the spot. Why are conservatives? Yes, no, it is. It is a yeah, hard so question. Yeah, so you ask me why are conservatives alpha? Is that what you're? Or yeah, more yes, more alpha. More likely, if you're going to meet a cons- uh, if you're going to meet a masculine man, he's more likely to be conservative than left. Probably because they have some sort of faith behind them, and I think that men who have faith have good values, like familial values. And they want to protect and provide. So, well, that's great. So that's you're identifying masculine with wanting to take care of a family. Yes, and have can, a family. By the way, just for the record, what is more masculine than that? That's what I think. That's the way I, you know, uh, you'll really get it. I don't know if you've ever heard me. You say you're here every day. Every but day. I, you can't memorize. So <laughs> I, I actually hope you didn't hear this, but it doesn't matter. When a Jewish baby is born, boy or girl... The wish that traditional Jewish life offers, and every every Jew who is at all traditional knows this phrase. This is not obscure. May your child grow up, and then they use the Hebrew, for Torah, marriage, and good deeds. That's it. That's all. That's that. Mm-hmm. You've now summarized what they want. It just makes sense. Uh, yes, and that's the way I was raised. Yeah. I knew I would be. I knew I would marry and have a family when I was five. Right. And not all men are like that nowadays. And I think it's because we don't have a 
so many people don't have faith in their lives. I think it has to do with that. Oh, well, that is a big factor. I would admit that there are secular conservative men who yeah. are also masculine, but they also want to take care of a family. So then, it, then they, it's that. They, it then may, he, that's right. I, 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 that, you're an example of how I learned so much of what I know. Asking you what you as a woman mm-hmm. define as masculine helps me understand the way women look at men. Right. I'm not a woman. I acknowledge that. Yeah. We're different. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and that's a big one. The, is it not a turn on to most women? Yeah. Wow, I met a man and you know what he said? I, I want to marry, I want to make a family, and I want to take care of a family. Which is rare nowadays. What woman? Yes, of course it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what woman is not going to find that a turn on? Yeah, 100%. She, yes. We'll yeah. be back in a moment. Dennis Prager Show. Alexandra Locke, who runs HRH Jewelry, correct? Yes, HRH Collection is the Thank full you. name. That's it, HRH Collection. Yeah. So this is a final segment. Then I'm going to take your calls. If you're on, I'm going to try to get your call. Uh, but I didn't know where this would go. The reason Alexandra is on is that she decided during the lockdowns that she would risk, literally risk her business and come out as anti-woke. And it ended up exponentially helping her business, which I, I'm thrilled about, and I'm not I'm not at all surprised. Then she met her husband, mm-hmm. and now and she, mostly, like I said, is be, is because of Dennis's words. So that's well, why I'm just so happy to be well, here telling you. Well, that, tell everybody you yeah. haven't slept for two weeks. I literally have not slept, for, <laughs> and everyone, I haven't slept for two weeks. So I've been so nervous coming to be on his show. I've met him several times, but never really spoken to him. And I'm just so happy to be able to get some sleep tonight after yeah, this. No, I know. What a relief. She yeah, will not lead, need relief factor sleep. <laughs> not tonight. Yes, not tonight. <laughs> but th- this, you've given me another hour of radio that I have to do. I actually did on the male-female hour, yeah. which I know I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I did once. A women call, only women call in. What do you consider masculine? And I didn't know what they would answer. I know what I consider masculine, but I didn't. I wanted to hear from women. And overwhelmingly, the key word was responsible. This was a turn on. But, but that's, that's totally up your alley. Responsible right. for what? Right. Not responsible for, you know, h- h- hitting a baseball. Well, they can be responsible for themselves. I think them wanting to be responsible as far as creating a family or a unit. Yes, I, I think it was, yes, fair enough. But both are both are true. They right. have to be responsible for themselves yeah. and, and for others. Right, right. But true. that that is, uh, a t- I th- when I think about it, that's the way I'm going to phrase it now. F- because I'm going to put it in an interesting, different way. Mm-hmm. What woman would not be turned on? By a man who said, you know, I actually really want to marry, to take care of a wife and children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to earn as well as I can to do so. What woman, and there are women who would not be turned on by that. I have to believe that. Do you, you think? think? No, you tell me. If you think I'm wrong, that's fine. They're lying a woke to woman. Oh, oh, wait. The ability to lie to oneself. They're lying to themselves. Is, 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 that's is for sure. Infinite. Okay, but there are women 
who would be turned off thinking, oh, he must be conservative. He, because or, they haven't their 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 vision isn't clear. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because but that's why women. it's worth asking. Yeah. So I would ask people to call in like would your daughter mm-hmm. be turned on by a man who said that? It would seem to me Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I think most. Well then the the viral TikTok video that's sense. why it went viral because everyone was watching it because he was getting true. around and it was yes. true. The and I bet you the comments. The masculine men I meet are overwhelmingly conservative. I mean, just visual, even when you think about a, a liberal man and a conservative man, they I can picture them both. And liberal men are usually not masculine, not as masculine. Yes, I They're agree. Not. No, I'm totally, I'm totally I, prepared I to say. I could probably it. pick them out. If you put them in a line. Yeah. Unfortunately for them. <laughs> so here's an interesting question, which may be more complex. What is a feminine woman? If that's a masculine yeah, man. Yeah, this one is hard, but I think I know. Yes. A feminine woman is a woman who is submissive to the man and can be, because a lot of us, and me included, are a little more masculine in nature, and we have to learn to be more feminine, softer, and more submissive to the husband, which is difficult nowadays because we're very independent. So you run this huge business and you're saying this. Yeah. You see, th- it's difficult. So I, people should read my Bible commentary because mm-hmm. when Eve and Adam are told the consequences of their eating from the tree of knowledge, one of the consequences to the woman, pain in childbirth, and another is that she will be submissive to a man. And, but then I document it with study after mm-hmm. study that women love dominant men, not bullies, yes. not a-holes, yes, even... not, not beaters, mm-hmm. n- nothing bad. But, but that's, that's a big deal. Even strong women. Like, it, especially, especially. I need that. That's because correct. I, yes, we need that. You are healthy, women. my dear. What a joy. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Biggest compliment coming from you ever. Bless you. <laughs> Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.